0: Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Typically at the end of one year and the start of another, we take a look at the state of the county with the county executive, but this year that conversation will be different as two-term county executive Kathy Dahlkemper leaves office and we transition to a new administration. So my guest today is Erie County Executive Kathy Dahlkemper with just over a month to go in office. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you very much, Lisa. It's always been great to be with you here. And I agree. So let's start with the state of the county in a shorter (laughs) form than we usually do, if we can possibly separate that from COVID. So how do you view overall the state of things right now? I think
1: the county is actually in a really great place. And that's um, a good thing for this next county executive coming in. Uh, When you look at the internal government, our finances are in very strong shape. We've done a lot of things within our HR department. Um, That's probably going to be one of the challenges, though, because like everywhere else, we're looking for people and there is this labor shortage that we're seeing across the community and across the country. But um, all of the internal pieces of county government, whether we're talking, as I said, finance or IT or procurement, all those are very, very strong. And all of the departments currently are led by very strong leaders who are moving forward. The projects, they're not stopping just because my administration's ending. So it really will depend on uh, you know what the next administration wants to do about leadership, but if they build on what we've been able to do, I think they'll have great success. Yes,
0: yeah, so obviously whether they keep some of those same people in in their jobs. So uh, your best accomplishments in your view in your in your second term, I, I, as we talked in shorter form recently, I think you would probably say it's the community college. Community college is definitely
1: you know a key uh, accomplishment. That to me, is the game changer for our community. Um, When we talk about workforce, and we're all talking about where do we find the workers of today and tomorrow, um, Community College is going to help create those workers and help to make um, our economy stronger. So that's definitely number one. Kind of finishing up that radio project, which actually started on my first year here, is another big accomplishment. Um, But, you know, we've got so many different things going from the data center that's part of the planning department that works with economic development, sort of the restructuring of economic development with the Erie County Redevelopment Authority taking that leadership role, um, helping to get rid of some of the industrial blight, and creating sites for the next business that wants to come into our community. Those are really big accomplishments, and we've done that very much with the uh, Schember Administration. We've both collectively given some of our ARP money, and um, that's been something that we you know, didn't know was coming, but once it came, we knew we had to do something really impactful with that. So those are some of the big things that I think have happened in the last four years. There's, there's so many different things that have happened, but I'd say those are some of the things that I think are going to have the longest lasting impact on this community.
0: So let's circle back to the community um, college just for a second. I mean, do you call it mission accomplished or is it a work in progress? Because you say those two words to 10 different people and they have kind of a different idea of what it is, what it's going to do, and how it fits in with other Uh, continuing ed programs in in our community and we have an incoming county executive who was really really against it and now says he's for it so what what are your thoughts there about if the mission is accomplished or we're just getting rolling there
1: Oh, I think we're just getting rolling I think the great thing about the community college is that it is in existence right now Um, there's great leadership I think Dr. Gray was a great choice by the uh, Board of Trustees Uh, the staffing is you know they're staffing up as as we speak And so I think you're only going to see it become stronger and having a greater impact. But there's still a lot of work to do around the community college. The state has said there's funding for it, but they actually haven't sent any funding to Erie County yet. Hmm. So right now the county is the sole funder and of course that's something we got to, the next administration really has to stay on top of to make sure that uh, the state comes through with their promise and it doesn't just
0: fall on the taxpayers of Erie County. we've talked about the american rescue rescue plan funding and there is a plan in place that was hammered out over some time uh, between your administration and council but it's a plan so Mm -hmm. what's it going to take to carry out that plan well
1: obviously we did a lot of work um, talking to many stakeholders in the community as we came forward with that plan so some of that is already kind of ball rolling you know again some of the money that's been put forward to the um, redevelopment authority some of the money that's gone out for our lead assets, you know, they already have some funding. But we also have in that plan what we're calling our Community Future Center, and that is to actually bring an entity in who will look for more money, you know, with the infrastructure bill that just passed, with some of the other federal programs and state programs, that there's money out there from the Appalachian Regional Commission to the DCED to other entities, and Too often Erie County has not applied for monies or has somehow missed out on that and we got to make sure we don't miss out on it this time around. So in the plan we put in that there would be a community future center and uh, that that entity would be responsible not only working with county government but working with all of our nonprofits, working with other municipalities who don't have the infrastructure to be able to do this kind of work, helping them to write grants and to get that money into our community. I think that's going to be key to making sure that this money is spent well.
0: So the funding for that is coming from ARP and that's really just to hire staff for that? That would be grant writing type of people? Well, we put an
1: RFP out and so there would be an entity, they won't be county employees, but they will be responsible um, for making sure that we as a community, as a whole, look at these funding opportunities and bring those opportunities here. Um, It's not a lot of money, I mean, we put a couple hundred thousand into it, sounds like a lot, but not in the scheme of the, uh, you know, 52 million we're getting and the millions that are out there in other areas, I think it'll be money really well spent. But it's really going to be up to the Davis administration to decide if they go forward with that plan.
0: So you mentioned uh, infrastructure, the president just signed the bill this week. Does the county have a clear ask and is, is it this futures? Uh, organization that would make sure Erie County got its piece of the pie?
1: We don't have a specific ask from county government. Now, we are one of the few counties in Pennsylvania that don't own a road and we don't own a bridge. I think there's only maybe five counties in Pennsylvania. Um, So when it comes to that infrastructure piece, but the one thing I think that's really crucial and county government should be on top of this, the Davis administration should be on top of this, and that's broadband. Uh, it really is crucial. We've used a lot of money from the CARES Act and some money from the ARP now to fund some broadband expa- expansion, but we still have too many people in Erie County who don't have that access. So that to me is one of the big infrastructure asks. Of course, the City of Erie, uh, the work being done on, along the Bayfront and other areas is is definitely another big ask. And if we speak with one voice, as we have been, I think we'll be successful with that. We can't forget about our other communities. There's a lot of good work going on in places like Cory and Northeast and Albion, and, and many places are working on their own plans. And so as a county executive, you have to have that very global view. You can't just think about downtown Erie. That's important. The core is important, but we have a lot of other communities who can benefit from this uh, infrastructure bill that just came out.
0: Understood. Well, when we come back, if you're wondering, why didn't we talk about COVID yet? (laughs) COVID-19 certainly consumed most of the county executive's second term in office, and it's not over yet. We're going to talk about that next. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. We are today reflecting on the state of Erie County with outgoing County Executive Kathy Kemper. So COVID-19, what grade would you give your administration for handling COVID-19 here? What, what worked, what didn't work?
1: Um, you know, honestly, I would actually give us an A um, for dealing with a pandemic that no one was ready for. Um, I think we've done as best as we could. Uh, what's worked is, just having good leadership in place, like uh, Melissa Lyon and so many of our other partners uh, being out there and speaking um, about this on a regular basis. You know, my, my while daily and eventually weekly uh, press briefings. I think that, um, you know, trying to get as many resources as we can, we got into the communities that we knew were hardest hit early on, uh, particularly communities of color. And we still have that infrastructure set up and that will be infrastructure that can go on for a long time. Um, I think if I look back at any failings it would be that we in Erie County and we as a state and we as a nation we simply weren't ready for a pandemic of this magnitude.
0: So how do you think Erie County residents responded to your leadership? I mean for some people this has been an inconvenience, uh, but for others, profound loss, including a young man who died from your administration, 24 years old. You know,
1: um, when I'm out and about, particularly lately, I think as people know, I'm leaving, I have so many people stop and thank me, thank me for being that leader. They tell me how I was that voice that they could trust, and I, and I get a lot of that. But of course, I get other people who think we've made the wrong decisions, that we're somehow imp- impeding on their freedoms. and and that uh, they don't believe in the vaccine, they don't believe in wearing masks, et cetera. But I think you're always going to have those detractors and especially when you have a national, and I would say in some ways even a global um, backlash against this that's happening on social media and in medias that we can't control, uh, that's a really difficult thing. You know, uh, public health is embattled in a way that they never ever have been. You know, public health is about actually preventing premature death and that's everything that we've tried to do all along throughout this prevent premature death. And anyone who dies from COVID-19 is dying a premature death.
0: As you said, there has been really kind of a battle between philosophically public health and individual freedoms, but there was also a battle between the state of Pennsylvania and the county, maybe still with this mask mandate for kids in school. Uh, So uh, what frustrated you about the relationship between the county and the state during all of this?
1: Well, to be honest, there were a number of frustrations that happened and I think most of the time it was communication. If we weren't being communicated with, we're one of six counties in the entire state that have their own health department, which is a great, great for us. Um, but sometimes because of that, the state really wasn't um, bringing us into the conversations and having the experts here in the counties that have health departments being part of that conversation. They were making decisions and pushing them out on us. Now we also have some ability to do things. Uh, outside of the state like we did go to a stay-at-home order before the state put us in a stay-at-home order by days and we also put the mask mandate out for schools before the state was because again we're trying to prevent preventable death and so that was a frustration that the communication I think particularly in the early set was not sometimes where it should be And then, of course, there was the whole thing when everyone was coming out of the colors, the yellow and the red, and and we knew that our rates were not any worse than other counties, but we had done so well in the beginning, we felt like we were almost being penalized because we'd done so well in the beginning, and if you compared it from the beginning to where we were at that point, it still looked like our cases were high. But, um, But besides that, you know, I think we worked pretty well with the state, and we still do.
0: Well, for all the work that your administration has done on this, and for how passionate you've been about it personally, Um, I'm sure you'd love to be leaving office with rates going down, Mm -hmm. and they're going up right now. So what's your plea to residents of the county right now as we head into the Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays? Well, this has definitely um, got a hold on our community. We're one
1: of the worst areas in the whole northeast, this kind of corner. Not only Erie County, Chautauqua, Warren, you know, that when you add in this region. Um, so there's a lot of disease in this, in this community. Be very, very careful. Understand your risks when you go into any group gathering, um, and make wise decisions. You know, there's two things you can do. You can wear a mask and you can get vaccinated, or you can just stay away from people. And so those are the things you can do to protect yourself and your family. And I was so happy when my grandchildren just recently could get their vaccine. You know, they're, they're young, they're under 12 and, um. I always felt if I was gonna get COVID from anybody in the last months, it was probably gonna be for my grandkids once they went back to school. So I think a lot of people are making really good decisions. My grandkids were very proud of what they could do. And what they said is they had to protect their three-year-old cousin. And I think that's the spirit I'd like to see is all of us saying, what do I need to do not only to protect myself, but to protect those I love and those around me.
0: Well, last question on this. I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball (laughs) as the the joke goes, uh, I mean, for all the people who have done everything that they are supposed to do, there are still breakthrough cases mm-hmm. happening, so there's still so much that we don't know about this. I mean, as you hand off to the next administration, uh, any recommendations for how they continue to try to keep a lid on this?
1: Well, I think what you understand, need to understand is COVID is always changing, and we do not know a lot still about this virus and how it's going to behave long run and how long it's even gonna be with us. This could be one of those things that's with us for a very long time. So be understanding of that, be flexible, be able to pivot and, and listen to those experts out there who know a lot more about viruses and a lot more about public health than I do and more than the incoming county executive does. You've got to listen to the experts.
0: Yes. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Erie County's home rule form of government. Is it working? What might Kathy Dahlkemper change about the role of an Erie County executive? We'll hear her thoughts when we come back. Lisa Adams, welcome back again to The Insider. We're talking with outgoing County Executive Kathy Dahlkemper, getting her reflections on her uh, job over the last two terms. So the Home Rule Charter with a strong county executive and a council as opposed to county commissioners. Um, I was around when that transition happened. Robbie Robison was uh, the first county exec. So is there anything that really surprised you about what a county executive can and, and can't do? And do you think this form of government is the right one for our county?
1: I do think it's the right one for our county, Um, you know, one of the things is you have much more autonomy from the state when you have home rule charter and so we can actually make our own decisions for our own community and not be so dependent on the states. Um, One thing I did find when I came in, uh, there was a series of, I'd say, weaker county executive administrations and county council had kind of creeped in. To the role of the county executive, and so we did a lot of work over these eight years to kind of put things back where they should be, and county council stay in your lane, and county executives stay in your lane, and and I think that's we're in a much better place in that regard. But one of the things is this home rule charter is now approaching 50 years um, old, and I do think it's actually time to maybe have a commission to relook at it and decide if there's some things that should change and some things that maybe we'd be updated. Allegheny County uh, used ours uh, to kind of give a basic framework when they did theirs back in the 90s, but they made some significant changes, and I think in many ways some of the things they changed are better off for Allegheny County. So I do think it's something that should be looked at, especially as we reach this 50 year mark.
0: I know you made a point of not making appointments to your administration of friends and relatives and campaign supporters. You found a lot of new talent. Uh, including Gary Lee, who was your chief of staff and not, uh, not a Democrat. So uh, what can you say about your staff and some of the talent that you brought to the county?
1: You know, I always tried to find people who would bring the skill set that I needed to the position that they were in. Uh, people who are smarter than me in many areas, people who could bring uh, a different perspective. Gary and I are very different people, and I think that's been one of the great things about our relationship in terms of co-leading you know, Erie County uh, over these last years. So, my um, recommendation to the incoming administration is really know who's in the positions now, make sure they align with what you want to do and your vision, and if they don't, then make changes, but don't give these appointments to political friends. This is really serious work. We have over 500 million dollars and we serve the 270,000 people of Erie County. It's a big job. Uh, The ninth or tenth largest, I think we're the ninth largest employer right now, lots of complication within county government and you got to make sure you have the right person in, in your director of administration as I brought Gary in. I didn't even bring Gary in until March so I waited until I truly found the right person to, uh, to fill that spot and I just say take your time, get the right people and, um, and you'll do much better if you do that.
0: said chief of staff director of administration so um what about council you talked about getting them back in their lane uh how was your working relationship with council uh if you could have any do-overs there what would they be well obviously um i
1: think there's a natural tension that happens between branches of government and i think that's probably good for democracy and good for good governance um, because we have our roles and and you need to know what those roles are and so yeah there was there was definitely some tugs and and there were some times when we worked together very well so you've got to try to build those relationships and of course the people in those seats have changed over the eight years and um you know I've had some really productive and good times with the county council and I've had some other times that maybe it didn't look like that but I think in the end we did work collectively to move a lot of good things forward and so I. I am grateful for every member of council that I've been able to work with over these past eight years.
0: Well, when we come back, we're going to talk with Mrs. Dahlkemper about the future of the Erie region and maybe her future. (laughs) Stay with us. All right, we are talking with Erie County Executive Kathy Dahl Kemper, getting her reflections on the state of the county. So let's talk about the future of the, the larger re- region. You talked about cooperating uh, with Mayor Schember and his administration, but your thoughts on what EDDC and Erie Insurance are, are bringing downtown. Will, will the region support this? It's just about to open.
1: I think that they will support it. I think the core of the community needs to be strong. And so I'm grateful that there's been so much private money coming into the downtown and of course it would be great when Erie Insurance is back to work and those people are all down there. That's really what needs to happen. We have got to get people back down there working um, so they can support what is actually being done in the downtown. But I think it's really important to remember that there's so many good things happening throughout this region. Not just in the core of the downtown, but in the core of all of our little downtowns. There's really good things going on. I mean Northeast is going to explode with that new Um, center being at Mercyhurst Northeast and there's again Corey has been doing phenomenal work so I don't want people to lose perspective on it's not just about downtown Erie that has to be strong there has to be a lot going on down there but we've got to support our region as a whole and it's really up to us as citizens are we going to support what is put in here and I think I think in general people are excited about it people are excited about the market opening up at EDDC people are excited about a lot of the new stuff that's happening and I'm excited about the, the new work on the Bayfront um, Parkway. I think that will be integral, and I think it's, there's been so much that's gone into that that people will find that to be very, very impactful when it happens.
0: I was actually just gonna ask you <laughs> about that. So uh, discussion is still going on about that whole idea of are we connecting the downtown enough to the Bayfront? Mm-hmm. Um, so the intersection, there's a lot of uh, consternation about that. Uh, will that help? Is that important? It is important. You know, I actually live down there. I live in the downtown region
1: and so I walk it all the time and so I see how the connections are sometimes difficult and if you want people who are visiting at the Bayfront to come up into the downtown or people living of the downtown to use the Bayfront, you've got to find a good way to connect with them and right now it is not that easy. So these things are all going to help. Um, it's going to make us a much more desirable community. But even what we did you know, 25 years ago made us more desirable, taking that industrial area out and making it a place for people. And you know, we have some of the best access to our waterfront of any community that's on the waterfront. We just have to continue to enhance it And again, many, many voices have been involved in this plan. It's been vetted over and over again, and there's been a lot of tweaks to it. So I do think in the end, it's going to be good.
0: We're running out of time here, but will Erie ever be Pennsylvania's third largest city again? I think it can be, but you know, we got to get
1: past this pandemic for one thing. we got to get past this pandemic so that all these great things that we're working on can really be put into motion. And, uh, and I think people will come here. I think we're creating a community where people are going to want to move to. And now that everyone can work remotely, the job may be here, the job may be elsewhere. But if we get the broadband done and we get some of these other things, people want to live in a place where they enjoy living in Erie County, Erie County can be that place.
0: All right, we are really down to the last minute here. Your personal future, everybody seems to know you're fatigued and kind of ready to leave office. So, uh, can you say what you're going to do next? You know,
1: I don't have any specific plan. A lot of people think I do. Um, I'm going to take some time for myself. I'm going to take some time to really think about how I can use my love for this community, my passion for this community in a way that, again, will be impactful. But it's going to be a little while before I jump back in. I'm not saying yes to anything right now. I'm actually giving myself a little time, my family some time, to do the things that I've missed doing for actually about 14 years.
0: I think you might have a future in stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was one and done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's a little bit of an inside joke if you weren't in Laughter in the Limelight uh, at the Comedy Club, but she was really very funny and said the things that she would like to say to <laughs> a select few. Well, thank you so much for being with us and uh, for guiding the county through the pandemic. As always, thank you for joining us on The Insider. If you have an idea you'd like us to explore, just email me at ladams at and join us again next time for The Insider. Thanks so much. Thank you.